Welcome everyone to a very special edition of From Panel to Podcast. This is our annual event. Phil has COVID. Yay! We got COVID. It's been a year and a half since I've had it. Yeah, we're going to make this an annual event. So um, (laughs) first off, how are you feeling? What are your Uh, symptoms? Not too bad. I feel better than I did yesterday. Yesterday I was a cold and sweaty mess. Today I am more just stuffy and achy. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, this is your second round feels better than the first. Yeah, the first one beat me up a little bit more than round two has. Okay, well, that's that's a, a positive thing. Phil, since it is your event here, your COVID special day, <laughs> what book do you want to start with? Uh, I think we should talk about the big one that came out. All right, let's talk about New Mutants number 27. How did you know that's where I was going? <laughs> I don't even All know right, what the hell it. a New Mutant is. Uh, let's My talk favorite about- writer ever, Chip Zdarsky, he's back. <laughs> Oh, so we are going to talk about Daredevil number one. Yes, let's do it. I thought this is going to be, I think this is a really, really good jumping on point to people that are not super familiar with Daredevil and the events that have just transpired throughout Daredevil, as well as Devil's Reign. Again, Zdarsky pens a beautiful tale, setting up what's to come. As you see, he's kind of taking care of his final ends of business in Hell's Kitchen in New York, letting people know that he may be leaving, but he's not gone and forgotten. He also outlines pretty much what it is that he being Matt slash Daredevil, uh, why he did what he did during Devil's Reign. And uh, we see that Elektra is off in, I believe it was Japan, trying to find a home base to set up for their upcoming feud with the hand. Yeah, I thought the uh, the art style was really cool. I'm a little bummed they started at a new number one. Yeah, obviously, I love saying ding, ding, ding. But usually that means we have a different creative crew. This is Chip again. He, it's just a new chapter in his Daredevil run. I, I wish they would have continued with the the legacy numbering there. But yeah, I agree with everything you said. I, I thought it was fantastic. Bigger than I expected. Uh, it's it's a it's a meaty book. And uh, yeah, anything else to add there, Phil? Uh, yeah, the next one's going to be even more meaty because it's legacy six fifty, and I believe the cover price on that bad boy is going to be six ninety nine. See, and it's just going to be number two. Yeah. And it's going to be bigger than number one because the legacy edition factor of it. I don't like it either. I also, you know, talking about this, and I know I complained about it last week or the week before, how DC has got this wonderful tendency to add on just BS stories at the end of things to charge us that extra dollar. How is it that all of the black label stuff that is in these big, fat, beautiful books, only $6.99, which is a whole like $2 more than a regular DC book? I don't understand that. Yeah, it's all over the place. Uh, two things I want to point out here real quick. Electra is still Daredevil. Yep. I think this is just going to stick. I love the dueling Daredevil idea. I, I I hope they keep going. I hope she gets her own book. You know, like it, it almost seems like they're setting that stage where she's mm-hmm. going to be separate. So why not spin her out into her own? That would be awesome. And then also, I just kind of liked the, uh, the noir vibe of this one. Yeah. Like it, it felt different. Like he went very... He went epic in Devil's Reign, right? Like it was like, this is my Marvel Cinematic Universe moment, right? Everybody's together. It's the Avengers, everybody. And now it's just kind of back to square one of Daredevil, like what really made this character special. And so I think you're right. It's a great jumping on point, even though it is him wrapping up a lot of stuff from the last run and then kind of setting the stage for something new. And to to stay with your word that you used there with the stick, there was a conversation between Electra and Stick about why it is that she's doing the woman without fear. 
And he kind of based his concerns or voiced his concerns between the two of them, which I thought was a very unique conversation as well. I'm going to go way outside the Marvel and DC realm. Actually, it's still Marvel, but we're going to Star Wars. I want to talk about The Mandalorian. Okay. I love the show, the Disney Plus series. I think I've watched that first episode eight or nine times just because it's one of those where I'm like, have you watched The Mandalorian yet? And someone's like, no. And I was like, oh, let's watch episode one. Sounds like Thanksgiving two years ago. Yeah, they just stare at him like, what do you think? Uh, this first issue is basically beat by beat that first episode. Uh, so I think they're going to have at least, you know, three seasons worth of. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Book of Boba Fett, because that eventually turns into the Mandalorian mm-hmm. if they're going to pull in those chapters. But it was almost like frame by frame going through that first episode. I thought it was pretty wild. Like the Disney Plus series kind of set itself nicely for a comic book format. And I thought the art was pretty good, too. I agree with everything that you just said, with the exception of if I would have known that they were just going to put this out in comic book form, I would have saved the 45 minutes of watching the TV show and just read the comic book. Whoa. No, you got to. That's, <laughs> that's blasphemy, in my opinion. You yeah, got to read. You got to watch it. That's just me not liking to watch things is all that that really is. <laughs> that's true. You should have it on in the background as you're reading it. That's kind of look up like, oh, OK. Not Just make idea. sure you're pacing yourself with the, the episode. That'd be actually kind of fun. I don't read that slow. Come on. Uh, we both saved the universe. We bought Fantastic Four number 45. Yeah. Now, can you explain to me what the hell's going on? No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're definitely <laughs> setting the stage for something here. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be. It seems like Reed's kind of back to being Reed. Yep. Other things are going on there. I I, I don't know what to say, Phil. <laughs> it's I, I might bail from this. Like I don't know. I don't know. What what are you thinking? Um, I have no idea what the hell was happening. Doctor Doom was in it, and um, he acquired the plans to build a thing that I don't understand. And there's watches and Watu and the Fantastic Four. That's it's all big cosmic stuff. I don't understand that stuff. I'm I'm not that smart. Who's our guy from? It kind of tied in with Silver Surfer. Oh, it Who's did, yeah, the, with Jack of Hearts. Jack of Hearts is there. So I was like, oh, that that had some payoff. So we do have some connecting points. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's out of control. <laughs> it's really out of control. I, I don't know what to think of where this is going to go next. I guess maybe that's reason to stick with it in other couple issues. But I'm already spending $100 a week on these damn comic books. I was just thinking back 24 episodes ago or so where we were maybe picking up between six and 10 issues a week. And now this show has just created a Indiana Jones sized boulder that just chases us. <laughs> and, you know, the, I guess the thing I was I was kind of disappointed reading this because it seemed like they kind of retconned a lot of Donnie Cates's work. Yep. With like. Certain characters coming back. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I like what Donnie is doing. We haven't they said ca- Donnie's name in a while. Uh, no, because I guess, have we had an episode? We haven't had an issue of Thor versus Hulk lately, have we? No, it's been a while. Yeah. By a while, it's probably only been three weeks, but you and I being (laughs) the greedy people that we are just want more. Speaking of confusing, did you read Eve of Judgment? Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I did. So this is the big Avengers cross X-Men crosses cross, um, Eternals story that's like has them all at odds working together at times big cosmic thing this week i just purchased the 
first issue of this in proper. This is like a lead up to it. First issue was very heavily Eternals focused with maybe yeah. a panel spent on both the Avengers and the X-Men. Eternals isn't, I've read the entire most recent run that's happened, but it's not really my jam. Um, I don't know if maybe it's the way that the dialogue is written. Not that it's too wordy for me, but almost too old Englishy for me, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, and this was more of the same. I understand what the overlying plot line is here, but I don't know how the pieces are going to connect together. But I guess that'll be enough to keep me tuning in and we'll see if I pick up all 50 issues that it crosses in between. Yeah, the Eternals, there's some conflict there. There's some rogue elements that are messing things up. I think this series just exists because someone at Marvel realized that Avengers, X-Men, and Eternals make the acronym AXE. <laughs> and they're like, let's let's do that. Let's unite them and make AXE as a story, as an acronym. And someone's like, great idea. What's the story? And they're like, well, the X-Men are on freaking Mars. Everybody's all over doing different things. Let's just somehow unite them. And I don't know how they're going to do that in that next issue. The I'll read it tonight, but... Yeah, very perplexing, these two books here. Yeah, I need my, my stuff more Earth-based. Um, as using that as an Earth-based as a segue, yeah. we also had book three of Rogues come out last week, mm. which I thought it was going to be done after three, and I am thrilled that there's at least one more going on. I got like five pages from the end of that with the heist going down, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, I'm loving this. I was like, there's no way it can end at this point. And then it didn't. I was like, yes, we're getting another one. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it says to be concluded. Yeah, I believe that's what it did say, too. Uh, but for it those is who the have not been... best large format book out there right now. Hands down. Yeah. And for those that haven't been paying attention, it's a story of Flash's villains trying to get one final score to get out of the business. And as always, things go sideways for the for the rogues gallery. And uh, it's been one hell of a tale that's being told with a very basic and unique art style that is fitting to the story. Again, I know I use that cliche a lot, but it's it's such an important component as to the way that a comic looks, feels and flows is if the art style fits the story that's being told. And this is one of those cases where it really, really does. Uh, I'm digging this. I'm going to be bummed when it ends. Yeah. And even if it ends with rogues, I think they have enough established unless they kill all of them enough established where they could pick up this thread and take it in a different direction. Rogues mm -hmm. colon some other heist or some other story, right? Yeah. Cause I, I think this creative team and this format is, is just such a, a perfect unison that it'd be a shame for this to end. And uh, yeah, they, they, they got a special thing going. I've read a lot of these large format black label DC books. I usually fall off them pretty quick. There a lot of them are very, strange in their art style and presentation but this one just sings of what i love about you know comics in general and and these villains in particular it really hones in on on why they matter and and it's putting them at interesting points in their lives and i feel as though with the black label format as well it they, they almost feel like when you and i were younger back in the late 90s early 2000s when dc did all their elseworld stuff Mm -hmm. It's kind of how these black label books feel, but a lot higher quality. Yeah. Uh, X-Men Hellfire Gala. Did you pick that up? Yeah, I don't understand what the hell happened there either. <laughs> but that was another one that just I was like, wow, this is super long. Same artist. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff going on. Um, I think it sets up the X-Men in an interesting way for Axe. <laughs> 
or or whatever you want to call it this this big event that's about to unfold that i think you said there's what 50 issues 40 issues yeah i might be being slightly overstated in in that between all the crossover stuff but i i would say i'm not off by more than 10 when we say between 40 and 50 issues i sent you a picture of just like there's at least 25 on there oh god it's massive all tie-in books i'm not going to do that phil yeah me neither I can't. <laughs> I really can't. A lot of books here this week really kind of left me scratching my head. <laughs> uh, in all fairness, I did understand the X-Men book a lot more than I'm letting on uh, with it being the big celebration in the event. And then it seems as though every time I pick up an X-Men book, they're trying to so- solve some kind of a mystery, basically, is what's happening. Like it's it's Scooby-Doo with mutants. <laughs> and that's I like not that. Necessary, but they're not. Like, I haven't picked up an X-Men book in, over the course of the last year and a half, two years that we've been doing the show, where it's just like, I guess we haven't even been doing the show a year. I take that back. Over the last six months that we've been doing the show, where it's not just the X-Men out there kicking ass. It's all like something weird's going on in Krakoa, Krakoa, and they're trying to figure out what it is and get to the bottom of it, which I guess is good for them because it means that they're living in their safe haven. Yeah. One book I highly recommend, by the way, a ding, ding, ding from Image Comics, Impact Winter. Mm-hmm. This is another vampire book. It seems like we're swimming in these right now, Phil. Yeah, that's why I stayed away from it. Oh, you didn't get it? No, I didn't. Oh, there's a big twist in this that makes it really interesting. Yeah, Mm. I like it a lot. And I like the art style. Um, It's very Buffy the Vampire Slayer, focusing on a female heroine who carries a sword that um, gets in over her head, I'll say. Or in over someone else's head, I will say. And great payoff. Super excited for issue two. As soon as I'm allowed back inside of a comic book store, I'll pick it up. Yeah, I told Neil to just throw them one by one like like Frisbees <laughs> out to you. Because Phil's going to go buy his books. He's going to pay for them over the phone and then mm-hmm. go get this week's books. They're just going to like drop them in the street in front of the comic shop. Thankfully, it's not raining. You better be wearing your mask. Oh, I will be. Yeah. Double mask. You're you're contagious. So you're, you're patient telling, zero right now. You're telling me to hit the Taco Bell drive through afterwards, too? <laughs> no, go home. <laughs> uh, let's see, Phil. Let's uh, go to Wolverine. Oh, I'm so bummed that this run with, De- or with Deadpool's over. Yeah. But they, they're like, hey, he'll be back in X-Force. And you're like, that's but not I don't what I want. I want to read X-Force. <laughs> I want to see Wolverine kill Deadpool repeatedly and often. Yeah, and boy, the little word balloons he has all over the place, (laughs) or little dialogue he adds to like the typical X-Men format. And this issue in particular is genius. (laughs) He's Wade is really sounded off and this just needs to be what Wolverine is moving forward. They could create a different, you know, Wolverine story, but keep this one going. This team is, is locked in on the relationship between Wolverine and Deadpool in such a fun way. They better co- collect this as a trade for people that haven't been buying these. Like, what is it? Last four issues. Yeah. It's the last three or four issues. Yeah. It, but, it, it really is something special and I loved it. There's been at least once per issue that I've laughed really, really hard. And in this case, it's where the two of them essentially got thrown into a blender together. <laughs> that was shocking. It reminds <laughs> me of an old transformers comic I read where, Ratchet, you know, the Autobot medic Mm -hmm. and Megatron melded into one. 
<laughs> and became this weird entity. And and it took me right back to that. What a great visual that they they put together there too. Yeah, that was wonderful. <laughs> here's here's the question coming out of that. Are you going to keep reading Wolverine or are you bouncing? Uh, I'm I'm guessing I'm going to bounce it, but there's a really good chance that the Wolverine books will tie into Axe, which means that I'll keep getting them. It's true. I think I think you're right. I think it's on that checklist. This is how they get me to just keep buying stuff. Hey, if you want Phil to buy your books, just do a big massive crossover that he's semi interested in, and he will buy all twenty seven thousand issues of it. Uh, Captain Marvel continues to be amazing. I know you're not reading that, but this whole binary story that they have going is really clicking with me. It's interesting. It's taking this character and this universe in a very different direction, and. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. That's another one I don't want to end, but feels like it's starting to hit the finish line already. Did you in crossover mode still? Did you happen to grab Superman number one, Dark Crisis, Worlds Without a Justice League? The the Superman one, I believe it's a one shot. No, it was actually moderately interesting. It shows. I don't um, believe you. No, I, dude, I've crapped on Superman on this <laughs> on this podcast before, and how I just don't find it to be an interesting character. But this one kind of tells the story of them raising Superboy. And almost doing like a year by year snapshot of his teenage years. And I thought it was done really, really well. And it's kind of a, a coming of age story about him and his powers and how he wakes up in the middle of the night one night with a uh, with night terrors because he can hear a universe far, far away screaming. And he's just like, Dad, why can't we save everybody? And it's it's kind of an interesting and unique read. Interesting. I might have to go grab that. Yeah, it didn't suck. Do we even need to talk about how great 8 billion genies is or are we good there? Um, it. I feel as though this is just a monthly reminder to everybody that 8 billion genies is absolutely wonderful. I didn't enjoy Savage Avengers. No, that was pretty flat. Yeah, I thought that was just kind of more of the same. Captain Carter continues to be really fun. Uh, They're doing interesting things with her as kind of a new part of the universe. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where she goes next. Hopefully that series keeps running. Anything else jump out, Phil? Uh, again, Moon Knight number 13. This is another series that is absolutely just clicking, clicking, clicking. So, so good and so dark. And I can't get enough of this book either, which is weird because it's just a base Marvel book. And usually that's not my style. Yeah. The art style in particular, stunning on mm-hmm. every page. Just dark, sharp lines. Yeah, it has its own vibe. I, uh, I'm i right there with you. And yeah, what is this? The uh, the Zodiac? Yep. Uh, what else? What else can we say about this without spoiling it? <laughs> but I, I guess at this point, you're kind of SOL, right? Like you got a lot of backstory that has kind of shaped this current event. This is not something you could just jump into. You'd have to get one through probably 12. all the way from like issue one on this mm-hmm. one. So 13 issues. And it's worth it. It's been a good read. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Again, you know, just uh, keep saying this, beating that drum, collect a Marvel. People will buy that trade, especially after the Oscar Isaac TV show. Most definitely. And I, I bet that's that had to have fueled some of the sales. And I'm assuming it fueled the the relaunch of the Moon Knight series as well. Series being the comic book, which in this case, good good for all of us as readers, because it's been phenomenal. Uh, should we get to next week's books or unless this wanna, week's? Unless you want to make fun of Punisher really quick. <laughs> go for it. You could you could make fun of Punisher. <laughs> we could blame it on COVID if it doesn't go well. The story just keeps getting weirder and weirder as we find out exactly what kind of a tool, no pun intended, Frank is being used as. Um, But conversely, it is being set up nicely to have the intervention of Daredevil that we kind of predicted from a couple of 
uh, from the end of Devil's Reign, actually, is kind of when we we played that off together. Looks like Frank's starting to get pissed off at the hand, though, and he might part separate ways with him. Um, kind of sees that he's just being used. And before we get to next week's books, I actually have DC's free Connect, their little catalog of what's coming. Mm-hmm. Here's some stuff on the horizon. Batman, One Bad Day, Two-Face, number one. Sold. 1,640. <laughs> it looks awesome. There is also going to be Tim Drake Robin, number one. So Tim's getting his own series. Again. There will be 5,000 different Robin stories going at once. All That's the mess that DC Dixon. created. <laughs> they made a mess, man. That's, you know. It's up to us to just keep buying it and encouraging it. (laughs) Let's see. There's a bunch of Superman crap. DC Horror presents Sergeant Rock versus the Army of Dead. Yes. That is written by uh, Bruce Campbell. Yes. (laughs) That's going to be awesome or Mm -hmm. really bad. Or really bad and awesome. Who's the guy that plays Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy, the wrestler? Batista. Yeah, or oh, oh, who is your favorite guy? Um, with the glove on his, the tape on his hands, the X's. Oh, CM Punk. CM Punk. He wrote a Drax story. He did GI Joe as well, I believe. Yeah, maybe that was in my head. Uh, let's see. Back Black Adam is getting a series. Of course, Titans United Blood Pact. (laughs) There's a comic called Shazam Thundercracker. Um, I, uh, I might have to buy that. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds really dumb. It sounds really bad. I'm looking at the trades here. Yeah. Well, they do a good job of collecting a lot of this stuff here. That's, those are kind of the big beats. Thundercracker. Thundercracker. Oh, Rom V or Ram V. Yeah. Is doing detective comics. 1062. Are they currently doing it too? No. I don't know. It says an eerie melody haunts the Gotham City streets. Can the Dark Knight discover what sinister force is plucking the strings? Huh. It's cool artwork. All right. Looks very different. Uh, Anyway, let's move on to what we bought this week. All right, you ready? Yep. Here we go. Not anything yet. You're the one that's been to the comic shop. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you what I got, and then we should do next week's books then. Um, Nightwing 94, got it. Maybe. Actually, I can't go inside. I'm not getting it. Yeah, The Flash 784, yes. Yep. The Avengers 58, yes. Um, Is that part of Axe? Mm, Yes. Then I'm probably grabbing it. Batman Superman World's Finest number five, yes. Yeah, I think so. Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 40. Yes. Star Wars, Darth Vader, number 25. Yes, I'm out of control. <laughs> She-Hulk, number five. No, I did not get that one. Axe, Judgment Day, number one. Yes. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. Star Wars, 25. Yes, why not? Mm-hmm. Batman, the Night number seven. Yeah. Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number three. Phil, you should put this on your list because the cover's super cool. I passed on it, and I'm kicking myself. Um, Next week when I'm allowed back in the shop, I'll pick it up. Catwoman, 45. 
Alien Annual Number 1, Iron Man 21, Venom Lethal Protector Number 4, Gunslinger Spawn Number 10, Jurassic League Number 3, The Biggest Book, yes, picked it up, Mm -hmm. Dark Crisis Young Justice Number 2, I got it, I don't even know why, Knights of X Number 4, Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse Number 4, yes. I think that's got a key appearance in it, I probably should have grabbed that. New Fantastic Four number two. Ugh. No, Neil tried to sell it to me. He what? snuck it Why? in my stack. And uh, I spit in his face, Phil. That's a good move. Yeah. I mean, I, but I didn't hit him because I didn't face. want to give him COVID. You know, it's, it's that <laughs> era. But it, the intent was was registered. <laughs> All right. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings number one. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. DC versus Vampires All Out War number one. Oh, boy. Number one, but ding, ding, ding. No, I passed on it. Star Wars, Han Solo, and Chewbacca, number four. Yes. Black Adam, number two. No, we're not falling for that. Mm -mm. Ice Cream Man, number 31. The Silver Coin, number 12. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was genuine excitement out of me. Oh, here comes mine. Grim, number three. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. I bought two copies. Shiny version, two. That shiny one is sexy. Yeah. The Walking Dead, deluxe, number 43. I... Savage Spider-Man, number five. Can't wait. The Marvels, number 12. Deadpool, Bad Blood, number three. Here's a ding, ding, ding. Defenders Beyond, number one. Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes, number four. Maestro, World War M, Mm -hmm. number five. I think that's the last issue. Bloodstained Teeth, number four. Yes. Nice. Doer Power Bomb number two. Ooh, nice. Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number four. By the way, on the new release rack, there is the Garbage Pail Kids versus Mad Balls number one. Oh, why can't I go in the comic store? <laughs> Alice Ever After number four. Yep. Farmhand number 19. Skybound X number 25. Neil was like, hey, you got to get this. It's invincible. And I was like, I'm not getting this, Neil. <laughs> invincible like you can't destroy the comic that old the I know kirkman superhero one it's like oh. a new story uh artemis num- wanted number one dc comics yes ding 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 what's an artemis uh it ties in with wonder woman oh okay fables number 153 why didn't i get that i'm gonna have to go get that i'm confused fables? yeah aquaman and the flash void song number two Seven Sons, number two. You read that first one. Yeah, I'll probably get that one, too. Something new called Rogues Gallery, number one. Which Rogues Gallery? It's Image Comics. Looks like a horror thing, Phil. Oh. Uh, Should I just ask them to evacuate the store while I make a stack? (laughs) Just spray Lysol as you run through it. Yeah. Put you in a bubble or something. Barnstormers, number one. Young Hellboy, Assault on Castle Death, number one. That's a cool title. Uh, let's see. I think that's kind of it, Phil. There's a lot of indie stuff. Tons and tons of new stuff. A Great. new image or new scout comic called She Bites, another vampire book. There's a ton of vampire shit. What year is it? I mean, stuff. What year is it? Ani Press has something called Blink, number one. I already spent a hundred bucks, so I couldn't go all in on these like I wanted to. The Brother of All Men, number one. 
from it's Aftershock. A of, it's a lot of brothers. There's a Snake Eyes number one from G.I. Joe. Death Rage number one. It's a super cool title. Yeah, it looked kind of meh. I opened yeah. it. And that is kind of it. A lot of stuff, though. And then if we just kind of look ahead very quickly to next week, we have Detective Comics, Amazing Spider-Man, Venom. Oh, something is killing the children. Oh, I like that week. Strange. Ooh, it feels like that's been a while, too. Yeah. House of Slaughter, same same week as oh, wow. something is killing the children. Radiant Black. Yeah, there's a lot next week, Phil. We're in trouble. Ant-Man, number one. I'm excited about that. Hmm. Deathstroke Inc. continuing the dumb year one. Variants. Nightmare Country. Wow. Man, it's a big, big week Indian for week. our guy. Yeah. Yeah. Rogue Sun. Iron Cat. Yeah, it's going to be a huge week. They're all, all right. huge at this point. I know. We're out of control. But, Phil, great job. Way to survive COVID. You're amazing. You're a superhero. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Get well soon. Doing my best. And- and thank you again for all your support. Also, I hate this place is coming next week. Lots of good books. We're going to be over like 150 bucks. Your attention span just showed right there. <laughs> but everybody, uh, be well, and we'll see you in seven days. Take care.